Hi, I'm John Cass, and welcome to Legal Marketing Review. Today, my guest is Liz Wall, Director of Marketing and Business Development with Drummond Woodsum, a regional New England law firm with offices in Portland, Maine, and Portsmouth, and Manchester, New Hampshire. Welcome, Liz. Hi, John. Thank you for having me on as your guest. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Oh, that's you? Great. Oh, very well, very well. Um, just just over the Thanksgiving holiday, so I hope you, you and your family had a great time. Yes. Great. Well, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions uh, for the legal marketing review, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, if a law firm comes up frequently in natural search results versus the ads, does that say something about their authority? Uh, also, how important is Google in general to attorneys? So we are, as marketing professionals at law firms, are educated on um, search engine optimization in Google, but I don't believe that the public is educated to the degree that we are. So I believe that if a firm is coming up more frequently in natural search results, that that firm works harder. In other words, they took advantage of all of the media outreach and leadership, thought leadership activities that they've participated in have linked it to a variety of areas on their website, biographies, practice areas, and have taken advantage of that so that their firm is naturally coming up higher in those Google search results. Um, I believe the general public, however, is unaware that the firms have um, worked that hard to do that. So when they're looking to purchase legal services, um, in general, I believe that coming up higher on that list does help. That makes that makes a lot of sense. So you're saying that... Um uh, Google is is quite important uh, for attorneys, for consumers in that sense. Absolutely, John. I believe the public is going to Google and looking to validate the names of the people that they've met or referral sources. So as soon as they look up that attorney's name or the firm's name, it better come up high in those search results. So basically, we're a regional firm. If somebody was to look up real estate attorney Portland, Maine, or national Indian law practice New Hampshire, I would hope that we would come up high in those search results. Great. Are you aware that the Google and social media sites like clout.com have patented algorithms to determine if someone is a trusted author and influential person? I am aware of that, um, and it helps us make sure that there's no spam um, coming up regularly on on those uh, sites, and that nobody is intentionally coding the back end of their site so that it always comes up first. Uh, how important do you think social media is for increasing trust for attorneys? And, and at the very least, or at the very least, is it is it a negative when you click on social media icons that reveal almost no followers on Facebook or say Twitter um, or a LinkedIn company profile? 
So we're a business-to-business law firm primarily, and our general clients are not finding us through Facebook or Twitter. However, um, if we have the links on the biographies, which I do see some firms have, you better check and make sure that you are feeding um, the Facebook page or the Twitter page um, with content so that if somebody is on the individual attorney's bio or the practice page and they click on that icon that there's something there and it's not inactive and blank. However, on LinkedIn, we are more active. We do link, um, we do have an icon for LinkedIn on all of our attorney biographies. And every time we make a change to the attorney's biography, we encourage them to make that on their LinkedIn account as well. I have worked at firms that manage the LinkedIn accounts for attorneys as well. At Drum and Wisdom, we rely on the attorneys to update LinkedIn themselves. So uh, when people are updating content on, say, LinkedIn, um, either for the, uh, the company page or for their individual uh, LinkedIn account, um, do, do you think that there is different type of content that can increase increase trust? I mean, have you, have you had any thoughts about that? Have you seen examples where, um, you know, some content works for increasing trust and another doesn't? Or, or do you think it's just that general issue of the negative where if, if you don't have content and it's, and somebody goes there, then, then that's a negative. I think content's king, so I don't think it really matters what the content is, whether it's um, an advisory, an article, a media mention, um, a webinar that they've done. I think it's really just the title um, and the, the content, the very basic elements of the content that influences or helps drive that traffic or drive that credibility, rather, drive the credibility. If a picture is worth a thousand words and researchers indicate that over 70% of what we are, what we communicate, rather, is is through our tone and body language, not through our words, doesn't that make images, audio and video an incredibly important part of influencing website visitors? Well, in business-to-business law firms, I believe this is evolving. I think it depends on the size of the firm and the resources that the firm has. In a large national law firm or, a, or an international law firm, I would like to see more video. I would like to see um, more audio. They have the resources to do that. In a smaller regional environment, um, those added features are wonderful, but the individual relationship with the co- client often trumps those um, videos. So really that picture is worth a thousand words. Statement is absolutely true. In a smaller environment, we're able to get the attorneys in front of the potential clients. Those videos for the larger firms, those clients are not always meeting the attorney that they're working with. So it's important for the larger firms to have that. In a smaller firm, um, I believe it's important, and it, but the smaller firms don't have the resources for these capabilities. Uh, that's interesting. You should uh, should answer the question that way because my next question was, um, how, you know, how does thought leadership and or blogging matter more 
to B2B or business uh, to consumer attorneys, in a way you've answered it depends upon the, the size of the, the firm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, it does depend on the size of the firm. I mean, I personally believe that blogging and hoping that your clients are going to find you on a separate blog is just not a reality. I believe that that blog and the interaction between the blog and the web, the attorney's bio or the LinkedIn account is what's going to help raise awareness around that area. Um, you, your clients, again, um, I had mentioned earlier that the director of marketing's role is to put the attorneys in the right place at the right time to sell their business. Blogging is helping sell that business, um, but making sure that it's attached to the, ultimately, any client is not going to hire the firm without developing a personal relationship. And those blogs help define personality, helping the potential client find the blog by adding it to a biography page. Um, or a practice area page will drive business. Just having a blog out there about a specific topic is not, in my opinion, going to have somebody pick up the phone directly, call and say, I have a matter for you. So it's, it's not just about writing the content, but also how you get it out there into the community. Um, are there other ways that you can... Uh, promote uh, those important thought leadership pieces on, on blogs that you can think of? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mentioned before that content is king. And if you have a blog and you have a fair amount of followers on the, that blog, you're able to take the concepts. First of all, the attorney or the practice group has to post content regularly. And when I say regularly, at least a minimum of once a week, and it needs to be of interest to the market, first of all. Secondly, that content can be repurposed. If they have spent a half a year blogging and there is a fair amount of traction or you notice that one blog post on a certain topic tends to have more followers, you can use that as an opportunity to sell the concept to a local paper who might be writing you know, something related and will contact your attorney to be a subject matter expert. Then you're tying not only the blog, but the article that that writer from the local paper wrote covering the topic um, to the biography and the practice area. And all of a sudden, you have a stronger thought leader in that industry because it's not just one place that their information is going out. Now a paper is citing them as that authority. Have you had any circumstances where your attorneys have said, hey, it's been really good that I've had to do this blogging stuff because it made me actually think about what was going on in the community and I had to come up with stuff. And, and then when a journalist came along, I actually knew what they were talking about. Have you ever had that happen? So I've been at Drummond Woodsum for a year. And prior to that, I was at um, a large and Law 20 firm, and then an independent firm in New York City. And um, this firm, Drummond Woodsum, that I've been at for a year is the first firm that I've been able to get a blog off the ground and an attorney posting regularly to it. Now, I will say the blog was more personal in nature. We had an attorney that 
took a six-month leave of absence to hike the Appalachian Trail with his family of four, including a seven- and a nine-year-old. Wow. Now, when he was posting stories to the blog, they were mostly personal. They were mostly about the trials that his family was going through, the adventures that his nine-year-old son went through, um, how the dog was faring. What's interesting about this blog and about this attorney that left is that he's the head of the land and conservation group. So it made a lot of sense for him to be walking the walk, literally, to getting the experience of living off the land for six months. Um, we, put, we blasted it out to clients individually. Um, we had attorneys that had relationships with those clients say, we know you're aware that he's gone. If you're interested in following him, this is the blog. Um, and it was much more personal. Um, there were more people following callanfamily.com on a regular basis through the summer than were going to our website. Oh. They would then go to callanfamily.com, go to the About section, read the biography on Dave, and then we're coming or being steered towards our site to see who is this guy that's walking um, you know, 3,000 miles with a family of four. Um, it was an incredible experience, I think, because the attorney took uh, the project and ran with it. I think it gained a lot of interest because it was definitely more personal and it related to the practice area. We were able, when he got home um, or when he got back to Maine, to take what he did and you know, essentially pitch it to papers, um, and there have been eight stories that surround um, the Callan family and their experience, all of them citing the Drummond Woodsum website as well as the CallanFamily.com website, and then um, finding our, our business. Now, all of those users, we need to have somebody on there that has a need for an attorney that specializes in land and conservation in order to pick up the phone and call him because he is the practice group leader. So he has been doing this type of law and is familiar with it for several years. It wasn't that he just took six months off. It related directly to his practice area. That's a great story, Liz, and it just shows and illustrates the value of storytelling um, online and and how um, storytelling in another uh, context but connected can actually be effective. That's that's a wonderful example. Absolutely. Well, Liz, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, talk with me uh, on the Legal Marketing Review. It was a great conversation, and, and I, I thank you again. Thank you very much, John. Have a great day. Well, for more information about Drummond uh, Woodson, uh, you can visit their website at dwmlaw.com and check out legalmarketingreview.com for more interviews and information on legal marketing. I'm John Cass. See you next time on Legal Marketing Review. Mm-hmm.